is this place? Do not touch that mushroom, you'll die! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that one's perfectly fine. Come on, Mario! Mushroom Kingdom, here we come! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of... Escape from Planet Picture Show. Week three. What? Week three. We officially made it to more than half of the month. Yes. This is the most I've committed to anything. Me too. It's amazing. <laughs> this is super cool. So, again, I am Taylor, and I am joined by my co-host... Nathan Diaz. Mr. Diaz, how are you today, sir? I'm doing really good. Yeah? It, yeah. Pretty pretty good week overall? Yeah, today was really chaotic. I literally was everywhere all at once. What were you doing today? Um, I had to take my brother to his birthday party, then I had to run some errands for personal stuff, and then I went to a play, and then I went to go eat, and then I was late to coming here, so I was rushing over here. Crazy. The audacity. I had to wait an extra 15 minutes for you to get here. I know. I'm so sorry. I cannot believe you. I'm so sorry. I can't believe you. No, you're totally okay. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here, bro. Uh, so here we are, guys. Episode three of Escape from Planet Picture Show. We just wanted to go ahead and jump off at the beginning of the episode. Jump. See what I did there? <laughs> the trailer officially dropped for the Super Mario Brothers movie this week, and I am beyond stoked. I've been waiting for this for what feels like years. Yeah. I remember when they officially announced it back in like, um, oh my gosh, 2018, 2017. It was a long time ago. Yeah. It was right after they announced Super Nintendo World for Universal Studios. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's no way. But as soon as they did that and they announced the movie, I'm like, okay. That makes a little bit more sense with the whole illumination thing, right? Mm -hmm. Being at Universal Studios, that makes a lot more sense. But that clip that you heard at the very beginning of the episode, that was the midpoint of the trailer with the beautiful melancholy sounds of the Super Mario Brothers theme song. That movie looks incredible. Yeah, but I am still nervous about it. I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, we'll dive into that in okay, just a minute. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to get too excited now. Um, but that's going to be probably one of our biggest talking points today. I know that it's Halloween season, and I know that everyone's excited to hear about all the spooky movies and the scary movies we have to talk about, especially this week being ghosts, ghouls, and monsters. Ooh. Ooh. Actually, let's go ahead and do that one oh, more time. That was the very soft tones of Nathan doing his spooky voice. Yes. L loved it. I'll be here all night. <laughs> This might actually be a pretty short episode. There wasn't a whole lot that happened in the news this week yeah. besides a couple trailers that released that I'm pretty stoked for. And then, of course, our review that we're going to be talking about today, which we'll hop into in a minute. But let's talk about last week. Yeah, last week we had zombies and vampires, and we also had a special guest. We did. Michael. Yes. Shout yes. out to Michael. I talked to a couple friends of mine from last week, and there seemed to be a little bit of confusion going through the podcast. Because I would drop the name Mitch, and I would also drop the name Michael. So Michael is Michael, and Mitch is Michael. There was only one person here. There was not two. We actually talked more about that in our extended, unedited 
version of last week's episode that's going to be dropping on Monday. So if you yes. want to listen to us rant for another 20 minutes, I believe it was, yeah, that's a good place to do it. But it was only one person. So I've been calling him Mitch since 2014. <laughs> His name is actually Michael. So I apologize for any confusion that was out there. Michael, if you're listening to this, this is another shout out for you, bro. I am so sorry for any confusion that I caused you during that podcast. But we had a lot of fun having him around yes, this last week. it was a lot of fun. So Christmas episode, it's happening. Yes. You'll be here. We're ready for you. For sure. Bo show. But Zombies and Vampires was our theme for last week. We did have a lot of reviews last yeah, week. Yeah, like uh, four, 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 four. Four. So Michael did a review of Night Teeth. Yes. Not to be mistaken for 19th. That was the biggest running joke of that episode. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't hear for crap. It was it was a Netflix show or a Netflix movie. Yes, yeah, movie. Yeah, with Debbie Ryan. Um, he said Megan, Megan, Megan Fox, Fox and Sydney Sweeney. Yeah, they all made cameos inside of it as well. He said it was really fun. So if you guys want to hear more about that review, you're more than welcome to listen to it on our last episode. Again, it's called it's from our Zombies and Vampires episode, also known as The Living Dead. I think is what I have it labeled yep. on Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. And I think I just got the rights to iHeartRadio today. What? I know. Look at us. We're I growing so fast. We're doing so good. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Um, Mr. Nathan had two movies. What movies did you do again? I did Train to Busan for the Zombies. And for Vampires, I did Daybreakers. Perfect. And you can go ahead and hear more about those on last week's episode. Did you happen to put those in your blog by any no, chance? No, I did not. But... On the, I have a Train to Busan mini review on my Instagram, which is, are you ready for the plug? Bring it. At Nathan Diaz, PCR, on Instagram. We still do not have that sound effect. No, <laughs> we're slowly making our way up this corporate ladder that's known as technology. Yep. So, in fact, <laughs> today's office has changed. We're in a new location today. We used to be doing it in a classified location. And now we're in a different classified location. Yep. But this area, honestly, it's a little bit more comfortable back here. Yeah. It's not as echoey. That's pretty nice. Yeah. It's, a, it's definitely I, more comfy, too. Yeah, so. the chairs are much more comfortable. And the lights do not turn off? They do this? not. They're okay, not motion cool. sensor. No, these are actually on a switch. So this is the only non-ominous Halloween episode I think we might have. Which is upsetting because it's all about ghosts I and know. monsters. I know. They're throwing a party at the other location we typically film at. So. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. But on the plus side, you get better quality this week. Woohoo! Woo yeah! <laughs> That's the sound of everybody listening to this podcast, right? Yes. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All six of you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, at this point, I like to go ahead and hop into movie and entertainment news. But there wasn't really anything this week. It was kind of a bland week. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know. I feel like there was no, like, huge releases either. Nobody was making, or nobody's talking about anything. Like, no. the Marvel special, Werewolf by Night, didn't make a lot of noise. No, I mean, that just released yesterday. Yeah, though, but I don't so. think a lot of people were talking about it yesterday either. No. I watched it. I thought it was okay. Okay. I mean, it got really good reviews from what I've been reading online. Yeah. I've seen people giving it like eights and higher yeah. on a scale of one to ten, which is pretty darn good. A lot of people are loving that 1960s vibe that's along with it. Yeah. I personally haven't seen it yet. 
but it's, it's I short, so I'd recommend it. How how short are we talking? It's like fifty five or fifty two minutes with with credits, oh. but the credits are like ten minutes long, so it's basically oh. like forty minutes. <laughs> That's per the norm for all Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Was there any after credit scene that we should be aware no, of? I don't think so. So it wasn't the Marvel movie. No. no. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's still it's still pretty exciting overall. Yeah. All things considered. But really, the biggest news, obviously, is what started off this podcast. Um, there was a whole Nintendo Direct that was out for it on Wednesday this week. Mm-hmm. Thursday? Wednesday. Oh, no. It was Thursday. Was it Thursday? Thursday around like 1 or 2 p.m. Yeah. Uh, 105 to be specific. <laughs> Somebody has the facts. Um, I was there. I was waiting for it all day. It started exactly at 1.05. I watched it again from work because I'm a really good employee. And this was just super exciting news. So they, they dropped this news last weekend, about this time last weekend. Yeah. It was they're like, going to release the trailer. Yeah. With the poster, the very chaotic poster. Very chaotic poster. <laughs> But there's a lot of fun little Easter eggs inside that poster. Yeah. You guys can actually see that poster on our Twitter. I did share it on our Twitter account, so you can go ahead and take a look at it. But yeah, the Super Mario Brothers movie is officially happening. Which is, I think, a big step for Nintendo. Because Huge. They, I feel like they have a presence in like entertainment, like movie, TV show-wise, but it's never been that great. Well, a lot of it was from... The original stuff, like yeah. way back in like the the 80s, they really tried to hype up Super Mario Brothers with the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, mm-hmm. which if anyone hasn't watched that, I recommend it just for the nostalgic silliness <laughs> that goes behind it. They did an anime out in Japan that was really popular. They had a book series that was released. Like they, it was Super Mario was basically the Mickey Mouse of video games. They went into every market to get into everybody's home, and it all ended with a very abrupt, very harsh stop in 1993 with the live-action Super Mario Brothers movie that starred Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Yeah. I remember watching that movie when I was little. Oh, have you seen it recently? No, and I'm oh. kinda, I kind of want to. Like, I kind of want to put myself through that torture. So I own the movie. <laughs> Ooh, okay, <laughs> after this party at your house. So the movie is awful. It's really, really bad. This is not my review on that movie, but I do want to voice my concerns about that movie, being an avid Super Mario fan ever since 1996. The movie was not good. It's very different than the vibes that they're providing now in the new Super Mario Brothers movie. Obviously, this one's animated. The other one in 1993 was live action. Mm Mm-hmm. It took place in like a dystopian Chicago slash New York world that they classified as the Mushroom Kingdom. The mushrooms were literally like giant trampoline fungi that was stretched all over the city. It looked like the Halloween cobwebs, actually, that you can buy at like the Dollar Tree. The coolest part of that entire movie was when they introduced Yoshi in the movie. He looked so cool. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's like a puppet. From I think like Jim Henson worked oh, on that movie oh, for the puppeteering, yeah, and he was literally in it for like five minutes. But that's the best part of it. <laughs> princess Peach is not the main princess in that movie. It was Princess Daisy, who wasn't even officially a character yeah, until like, like 1998. <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy. A fun fact about the movie is that Bob Hoskins actually didn't know who Super Mario Brothers 
were when he was filming the movie. He had oh no idea. Gosh. So he went in blind, but I guess he, he talked to his kid about it, and his kid's just like, yeah, you should totally do it, Super Mario Brothers, right? Because it was big at the time. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, okay, sure, I'll go ahead and do it. Why not? He had no idea what to expect. But that actor did pass away within the last five years. He will always be remembered as Super Mario, even though he's done a lot of other roles, obviously. Yeah. But that's one of his most notorious roles because of how big of a flop that movie was. But this movie, this animated movie, coming out next April, April yeah. 7th, 2023. I'm pretty sure it was supposed to come out this December, but then it got pushed back, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct, yeah. I'm not entirely sure what halted that process. Uh, there is really not a whole lot of information on it. Yeah, I would just suspect Illumination and or DreamWorks, like Universal Animation in general, mm-hmm. was just the backlog or back. It was like backed up a little because they moved Puss in Boots to that Puss in Boots two to that date it had. Oh. So I'm pretty sure just like they needed more time. That could be. That could honestly that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. But. I remember when this movie was pitched. I wasn't actually there for the pitch, obviously. <laughs> but when they were talking about the pitch for this movie, well, for the theme park first, like seven years ago, I guess they, you know, many people have tried to pitch the theme park idea over to to Nintendo. Different companies. Warner Brothers reached out to them. Disney tried to get the rights to Super Mario Brothers. Everybody was reaching out to them to make a theme park or a movie of some sort. And Nintendo kept saying no because nothing really stood out to them. They didn't want another flop like their 1993 movie. But then I guess when Universal Studios reached out to them and told them all their ideas, not just about the land, but about the attraction they have there, it just blew everybody out of the water. Nintendo was so impressed where they trusted them to have their... I'm loud? No, there's like a sound. What sound? Okay, never mind. It went away. Sorry. Literally right as I said that, it went away. What did it sound like? It sounded like, you know, like the fluorescent lights when they, like, vibrate. It's like... Really? Yeah. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm going insane. Is it because I was talking too long? If anyone else hears that, can you go ahead and drop that in the chat, please? Yeah. It might be my mic. It sounds fine now. Okay. That was trippy. Yeah. So, well, we're keeping that in the original. Oh, um, I'm actually getting a call from Stacy too. That's maybe what it was. It It was the vibrations of that. It could be. Yeah, let me see what she's up to, though. I'm going to put the recording on pause for that. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> that was a really awkward pause. I'm so sorry about that. Um, let's see. Where's my recording? Now? Oh, there it is. Okay. Sorry. I'm recording now. Just want to throw that out there. Okay. This is my <laughs> recording space. So, um... I'm so sorry about that. I got a call from the missus. I wanted to make sure that everything was okay. Anyway, so I was there, or I listened, you know, for the pitch with all their uh, the different people coming through, and they were just blown away by what Universal had to offer. So because of that, they obviously trusted them with the IP to go ahead and do this magnificent project, and it's going to be created by Illumination, which is the same people that do the Minions, and the same people that did Secret Life of Pets and Sing oh, no. and. That classic James Marsden movie, no, Hop. No, no, no. You're going to make so, my head explode. Nathan is so excited about this. He he can't hold it in anymore. Okay. Talk to me. What's going on? Illumination is like, I don't know. They, they like have a mind of their own. 
I find them like so weird, like as an a company because they had Despicable Me, which was like a huge hit, and it was actually like pretty good, you know, like it was kind of a good movie. And then ever since then, it just like got terrible. Like we went from Despicable Me to Hop. No, thank you. I would say really the only good. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. But like, the only reason Illumination has been like so successful is because of the Minion franchise, the Sing franchise, and Secret Life of Pets franchise, which is literally like ideas stolen from other movies or. Ooh, that's actually interesting that you say that. Can you go ahead and elaborate more on that, please? Well, uh, yeah. Everybody knows that Secret Life of Pets is basically Toy Story, but with dogs. And then Sing is just, it feels too, it feels like it doesn't have its own identity. Like, yes, it feels like a reality TV show, but like it shouldn't feel like a reality TV show. It should feel like a movie. Well, isn't that kind of the charm? Of sing books, it's supposed to be like a singing competition. Well, for the first one at least. Yeah, the first. Well, that's the thing. The first one is like a mess to me. Like, the characters are just not really what I think they should have been. I don't know. It just was too simple for me. Which I mean, it's a kids movie, so let me not get all like. But simple is okay. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with simple. But I I think I see where you're coming from. I mean, comparing it to like the big wigs, right? Yeah, Pixar and DreamWorks, like, it's definitely not quite up there. Yeah, and I feel like it had the potential to be up there. That's what I kind of disliked about it the most, because it had the potential to be, like, really good, but it just wasn't. However, I will say, their last two movies, Sing 2 and Minions, The Rise of Gru, were both pretty good. So it gives me hope that maybe this will be three for three. There we go. So... I, I would actually like a chance to rebuttal Uh-oh. on that. I'm a huge fan of the Illumination movies. <laughs> so I never watched Hop. I think that's the only one I missed because just something about, uh, again, unpopular opinion. I don't like James Marsden too much. What? He's, I mean, he's a very handsome dude, and I've seen him in um, Enchanted, and I saw him in the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. Yeah. That's about it. You know, like, I haven't really seen him in anything else. Not but the, the X-Men movies? The, oh, that's right. He played Cyclops. Mm-hmm. I forgot like about that. the first that. three-ish. Yeah, the, the OGs yeah. with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's right. Isn't he in Westworld? Yeah, he is yeah. in Westworld. So, I mean, he, he's he got a pretty good filmography behind him. You know, he's got a good list of films that he's following, but they're all franchise films. Yeah. He doesn't really have any standalone films that really have him stand out as an actor. And I've heard nothing but terrible things of people who worked on set with him. Really? I hear he's very much a by-the-book actor in terms of he doesn't improvise. So, oh. like, the line has to be said as it's written. Otherwise, he can't do it any other way. Yeah. And that's a little unfortunate yeah. because, you know... As an actor, I mean, I'm not an actor, so I can't really speak on experience, but I mean, with you being an actor, there are some moments where you should be able to voice your concerns in certain scenes with certain reactions with this and that, you know, placing your own self inside your characters, but he doesn't seem to do that. Like, he's given a book, he reads it verbatim, and then he moves on to the next project. So he, I feel like he, he doesn't really, not that he doesn't have a passion for the movies, but he doesn't have a passion for his roles. 
and I feel like that's very unfortunate mm-hmm. on the actor side. Um, so because of that, I'm kind of like, eh. But for Illumination overall, I've actually been going through a Despicable Me phase recently since they all got released on streaming devices now. Yeah. I still haven't seen the third one. You're not um, missing much. <laughs> no, but I just, I love, It's is it Trey Parker or Matt Stone who plays the villain in that one? One of the South Park guys. Yeah, hold on. Him. It's right here. It's, um, uh, oh, yeah, Trey Parker. Trey Parker. Yeah. Okay, so they brought in Trey Parker to do that role, and I thought that was very impressive that they were able to get a more adult actor and, like, creator to be a part of a kid's show. Yeah. So I was excited about that. But other than that, like, the Minions movie, that's just them trying to get money off of the Minions. I really liked the first Secret Life of Pets. The first Secret Life of Pets is okay, I, I did not like the second one. I did, that's the only one I haven't watched. The second one, I kind of just ignored it. Which is also unfortunate, though. Because, so I did hear that. The feedback, did you hear that? Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, we're talking amongst each other. I'll probably <laughs> cut that part out. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but the second one was just like, eh. You know, it it, it had too many stories going for it at once. Which is also what I think Thing was. Yes. Yeah. So the first scene, I felt like not so much. Scene two? Did you hear that? Yeah. Is that me? It's only going off when I'm talking. Yeah. Oh, man, this is a hot mess. Hold on one sec, guys. Better? Better? Yeah. Better, 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 better. Okay. Um, scene two was, uh, it's still buzzing. Yeah. Not too bad, though. I think we should be okay. Okay, we'll go ahead and pick it up in just a minute. Hold on. Probably talk a little bit lower. Does it help? Not as buzzy. Yeah. I can't hear it anymore. Yeah. So freaking weird. Oh, you, I think it's my phone. Remind me that it's there. Whoa. <laughs> Um, did it make it worse? Buzz? It's not your phone. What is that? Maybe the computer? I think it's the computer? Better? No. That's still kind of buzzy. Hold on. Hello? Hello? There you go. The buzzy? No? Is the AC on? Maybe it's... It's not the AC. I can hear it buzzing, though, still. Uh Uh-oh. Is it gone? It's gone. That was weird. And it's back. Oh, there it is. So it's saying it's the... There. So it's when I talk really loud. Yeah. Can you try yours? Hello, hello, hello. It's my... It's the cord, bro. I'm telling you. Better? No. Severely worse. Ghosty. Okay, there we go. Oh my god. All of you caught that. That's exciting. All of this has been recorded, so that's that's pretty <laughs> thrilling. Uh my mic sounds worse though. Yeah. My god, I need new I need a new cord. Um actually I'm glad that we brought that up since we're on this really awkward tangent of needing stuff. I just set up a deposit account on our anchor FM. What? Yes. So if anyone wants to support the show, you guys can go ahead and drop some money in my bank account. 
Yay. Great. Yes. So the money's not going to be going towards me directly. It's not going to be going towards Nathan directly. It is in an account that I haven't touched yet, but it is going to be going towards the show. So it's going to be getting us better equipment. It's going to be getting us better technology that we can use. Hopefully stuff that doesn't buzz and tweak and twerk while we're doing our show. Hopefully less buzzy microphones and hopefully in the long run, a long-term office for us to hang out in. So we'll have a place to record, a place to do our work. That would be ideal. So if anyone wants to go ahead and support us, that's a great place to support us. You can go ahead and see that on anchor.fm. I believe there's a link to it on Spotify as well. We can also share it on our Twitter and our Instagram for everybody to get access to, though. So we'll make sure we do that after the show. Sound good? Yep. Perfect. I forgot where we were. We paused for Sing 2. Sing 2! Yes, okay. So, Sing 2 had way too much going on. Way, way, way too much going on. I kind of agree, but I think it worked way better than Sing 1. I agree. Well, the thing about Sing 2 is that the stakes were higher. Which helped, I think, with the chaotic storyline. Yeah, with the whole money business and, like, the the faking knowing the actor and, like, the mob business and all that stuff being thrown into it. It made it more real. Mm -hmm. Unlike seeing one, where it was very simple. Yeah. Very easy storyline. And they made it seem like it was a big deal and it wasn't that big of a deal. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, but other than that, I mean, Illumination's great. I, I really like the company. Um, I actually pitched for a Super Mario movie myself in my film class back in the day. We had to write the first five pages of a script, and I did a Super Mario adaptation. I didn't imagine mine to look like this one at all, so I thought it was really cool to see how other creators were imagining this world that Super Mario was living in without being too direct. on on the product. I originally wanted to be a completely different company. It was the same animation company that did Astro Boy. Oh, wow. I thought that would have been an interesting company to take the reins. The way that it looks, looks very Super Mario-y. Bright colors, stocky characters. Yeah. It just kind of fit the bean a little bit, you know? But I think Illumination's going to do a great job at this. I'm not worried about it at all. Yeah, I think they'll... The I have faith that because Nintendo's overseeing it, that they're kind of like patrolling it as it was or as it goes to the finish line. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that, I mean, they they created their own production agency yeah. because of this movie. So like they're now gonna. There looks like they're planning on doing large scale productions in terms of potentially Netflix shows. I mean, there's been a lot of parodies that have reached out ever since this movie was announced. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the Legend of Zelda live action one for Netflix with Tom Holland. No, I no. don't I don't think I want to see that. No, thank you. I'm okay. Obviously Nintendo's not planning on doing anything. Legend of Zelda is a huge IP for them. I think they will do it soon though. They, I don't think it's going to be soon. Really? I don't think so. I think Super Mario is a great platform for them to jump off of because there's so many different stories that you can tell with Mario. It can create a franchise for them. So worst case scenario, if one of their other movies fails, they can pick up with Super Mario. Very similar to how Illumination does with the Minions. Uh, if a movie fails like Hop, they can just make another Minion sequel or prequel. Yeah. And it'll just bring back in the money for them. you know. But in terms of Nintendo movies in general, there's a lot of talk around the internet about what is going to be next. So I know it's a little 
preemptive because we don't know what the success story is going to be with the Super Mario Brothers movie. Commercially, it's going to be enormous. Yes. We have kids in our family that are obsessed with Nintendo. Yeah. And we know they're probably going to see it more than once in theaters. Yeah. My brother has already asked me to take him. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. I personally love Super Mario, so I'm probably going to see it a couple times in theaters. But let's just say commercially success-wise, this movie picks up. And it does really well, and Nintendo Productions is just like, heck yeah, it's time to announce our next movie, which is, what do you think it's going to be? Like, based on their IPs. I, I think it would literally just be Super Mario Bros. 2. I don't think they You think would... it's just going to catapult into a sequel? Yeah, I don't think, just because of Illumination's track record, I feel like they don't, they're going to play it safe first. And then if it gets better or if it gets like really good reviews and all that stuff, I do think they just green light a sequel. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, I see that. And then I think depending on the reception of the actors and each character, I do think we could get spinoffs. I think it's a little preemptive to have spinoffs, but I feel like if there are going to be spinoffs, it's probably going to be on Netflix. Yeah, and I that too. I mean, like, way down the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give it, like, three years, and we'll at least see the trailer for the first spinoff on Netflix. Yeah. Give or take. But movie-wise, I would say Super Mario Bros. 2 would be the safe bet overall. But realistically speaking, like, you'd want to dive into more IPs that they own. I feel like a really... I mean... This movie looks pretty dark. Like, it's got the really lighthearted tones. You know, the beginning trailer with Bowser coming down, the penguins fighting him. I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) But the way Bowser looks with the whole menacing taking over the realms and a classic hero's journey storyline that's coming along with it, I I genuinely feel this would be a great time for them to, to do something a little bit different in terms of IPs because all their stories are like that. It's always going to be the hero's journey with Legend of Zelda, with um, Kirby. There's always the big baddie at the end. Yeah. With the Luigi's Mansion spinoff series, you know, eventually would happen. Yeah, but... that's what I think is going to be the main spinoff to come out of this yeah. franchise. Especially because I, I do think Charlie Day is the one. Charlie yeah, Day. I yeah. think he's going to do a great job with this. Oh, I am so excited. So at the very end of the trailer, after they show the names of, of the actors, they have a very small clip of Luigi running through what looks like a molten lava area being chased by the dry bone characters, yeah. which are like basically skeleton Yoshis and skeleton Koopas. Mm-hmm. And he locks the door behind him of like this castle. So it looks like he might be going to like one of the haunted castles, like yeah. from Super Mario World. Um, but very very briefly for like half a second you can hear charlie day scream as luigi and it's super exciting Mm -hmm. yeah i'm really excited to hear more from charlie day me too but award winner for this movie i think is going to be jack black you really think so i really think so i was very impressed with him playing bowser in this movie i didn't know i knew he was going to be playing bowser but i didn't recognize his voice at all which is when it comes to animation, that's like one of the main points for me or like to one of the main like critiques for me is that if you're going to voice an animated character, 
make it your own. Don't just speak in a regular voice. Oh, so you're going to love Chris Pratt as Super Mario then. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, he's doing like a New York accent, which is fine, but I'm like, why? <laughs> so, well, he's from Brooklyn, the character yeah, Mario, yeah, right? Yeah. But there wasn't enough Mario voiceover for me to be worried. Yeah, I don't know. There I, was enough Bowser dialogue for me to be excited. Yeah. Especially I, it, that whole sequence is really long. I wasn't expecting it to be yeah, it that was like, long. It was like a, a miniature version of the movie. Yeah. I was very, that was a lot of information they dropped all at once. Yeah. Too, you know, still no word on how Donkey Kong is going to look. It's by with, Seth Rogen. With Seth Rogen. <laughs> I got a banana. <laughs> I'm scared. If that's what it's going to sound <laughs> like, I think I might like just cry. I'm like, what is happening? So, <laughs> It makes me really nervous. But like even with Toad, when Toad was introduced, I forgot that that was Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, that's okay. That was auto tune, right? To make his voice higher, or the, I don't know. That's why I'm like, okay, maybe I have this cast is like promising so far. Yeah. Like, um, we still have Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach, which I'm super excited for. Her character model was revealed online. Oh, really? I didn't see that. And she looks like a Disney princess. Oh. Like, it looks really good. She's got really large, expressive eyes. She kind of has, like, the emo swoop in the front of her hair. It's pretty spot on. It's like if Nintendo made an American version of their video game. Okay, I'm going to have to go look for that yeah. after this. So you guys can find it online. We'll actually probably share it on Instagram so everybody can see yeah. it, too, because it's it looks really promising. No word on Yoshi yet, unfortunately, which is Michael's favorite character. Yeah. But the movie itself, it just looks... I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. That was a very long rant I, about Super <laughs> Mario. That was not what the whole movie or the whole show is about. Yeah, but, we still have some um, stuff to dive into. A couple things. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry about that. And then one last trailer that I wanted to talk about this week that I I knew was coming, but not as soon as it did, was Blue's Big City Adventure, which is basically just the Blue's Clues movie. Yeah. Blue's Clues has been around since, like, the mid 90s late 90s i believe give or take it's been on the air for years they actually just rebooted it like three years ago has it already been three years since Mm -hmm. the new one wow Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's been doing very well overall people still love the series they're very familiar with the characters and obviously you know having a blues clues movie really hits nostalgically with me because i grew up with the tv show you know as a kid and what really triggered it was that they're introducing all the characters that were from the original series that I grew up with. Mm -hmm. So they're bringing back Steve, the actor who plays Steve. They're bringing back Joe, which is the guy in the purple with the squares on his vest. (laughs) And they're bringing back the newest guy whose name escapes me. I don't remember. Yeah, but it's going to revolve around the the new guy and Blue. Yeah. And it looks like they get lost in New York City and they're trying to figure out some clues about like a Broadway play. They they go into like big Broadway productions and like part CGI, part live action. Oh wait. Um, I didn't watch the trailer for You this. didn't watch the trailer? No, I'm so no, unprepared. But it like, looks it looks really good. I know, now I'm like really intrigued. <laughs> it looks really good. So it's cool because they have they keep the heart of Blue's clues where like Blue has a plan. But obviously doesn't know how to talk because Blue is a dog, for those of you who've never seen the series. And the the guy is 
basically wandering around New York trying to figure out what Blue wants to do in New York. But none of the other, other characters know that Blue and this character is here. So like Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper and the, the clock and mailbox are all going to go on an adventure by themselves to look for Blue and the new guy, and they bump into Steve, and they bump into Joe, and they're, like, all gathered together. It looks really cute. It's like No Way Home, but for children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, okay, so that's what it was compared to for months when it was first yeah. announced. Because <laughs> they had that poster out on the internet with Joe, Steve, and the new guy with Blue in the front kind of looking up into, like, the New York skyline. And people were losing their crap. They were so excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. It's literally No Way Home for for children or for 30-year-old adults. So. <laughs> no one uh, between. <laughs> but if anyone wants to watch that trailer, we'll go ahead and add a link onto that on Instagram as well um, so everybody can watch it or on our Twitter or both. Yeah. We do both. Probably Why more than likely both. Instagram, Twitter is word sensitive, like the amount of characters you can yeah, place in it. So. I mean, which is fine. but We'll, we'll do what we can. Um, but that's it for movie entertainment news. Sorry for that massive rant with the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> I was just really excited about that. But next up this week is about ghosts, ghouls, and monsters. Ooh. Spooky, 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 And this is going to be a our second official Halloween episode that we're uh, hosting here in October. And with ghosts, ghouls, and monsters, I guess really what we want to start off with was what exactly is defined as a monster. So a lot of people have different interpretations of it. The online database is a terrible place to look because yeah. there's, you know, you type in what is a monster and there's like 8 million pages about what exactly is a monster. Yeah. <laughs> so I personally like to think of Guillermo del Toro Yeah. when it comes to monsters. I feel like he has some of the best monsters out there. And I really enjoy him as a director and as a creator. And he is a huge monster fan. He's been doing monster movies for years. His most famous, and well, I wouldn't say famous, but his most popular one by far was Shape of Water. It won an Oscar four years ago. When yeah. it was released, 2018. Four, four, four. Actually, no, wasn't it? 2017? 2017. It, it's somewhere in that general it was in the, area. Yeah, but he won an Oscar for it for Best Picture. Yeah which is insane for a sci-fi movie to win an Oscar first off. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. But for those of you who haven't seen it, it's a love story very similar to like Beauty and the Beast about this girl who falls in love with something that looks like the swamp thing. And she like breaks him out of like a maximum security prison where scientists are going to perform experiments on him. And she takes him to her house and takes care of him. And she realizes that she can't keep him here because she doesn't have the resources available. And it's about, like, you know, what you would do as a human to make it humane and not treat them like a monster, but treat them like a creature. Yeah. Like an actual, like, person, you know? Yeah. I haven't seen it, but it's, like, on the one of the top. It's, like, on top of my watch list. It's very good. Yeah. It's very, very good. Um, so, I mean his version of a monster obviously is basically just a reproduction in that movie at least of the swamp thing mm-hmm. but what personally would you consider a monster nathan well whenever i hear the word monster I, my mind like always goes to like werewolves frankenstein mummies and i do think that is like heavily influenced by universal movies like that whole genre and franchise but 
I do think there's different types of monsters, especially when you're thinking about it from like a theme or message kind of standpoint. I agree. There's definitely like monsters or people can be monsters. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, look at Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yeah, or like we're going to talk about Cabin in the Woods. Ooh, yes. Yeah, that whole, I mean, obviously, there's, spoiler alert, but there are a bunch of monsters in that yeah. movie. Yeah. But the people are monsters too, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the way, it's it's all based on perspective, I feel. Yeah. So, I mean, the classic identity as a monster is exactly what you said, right? It's Dracula, it's Frankenstein, it's the mummy, it's the invisible thing. Like, those are classic, quote-unquote, universal monsters. Mm -hmm. For me, I always think a monster is what's considered just bigger and non-humanistic. Yeah, that's, I feel like, everybody's first go-to. So, like, I automatically think, like, you know, on the lower end, Monsters, Inc., right? So you're looking at, Sully, you're looking at Mike, you're looking at Cecilia, Mr. Waternoose, you're looking at the characters from Monsters at Work. Like, those are, like, storybook monsters. It's probably mm-hmm. the best way to phrase it. Yeah, like, they tell, like, a fairy tale sort of type yeah, thing. Yeah, they're, they're like a fluffier, lighter monster. They're like things that kids imagine, like imaginary friend monsters yeah. almost, right? They're not like the monsters that are in more adult films. So stuff like um, Cloverfield, for yeah, me. That's is, a monster. That's a, that's a hell of a monster. That thing is massive. There's actually a movie called, I think it's called Monster, with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, 2003, um, I believe, or something like that. No, it's a little bit more recent than oh, that. Then yeah. I'm thinking something. Oh, I'm thinking of the one with um, Charlize Theron. <laughs> <laughs> Not that monster. No, no, no. The, so it's one with Anne Hathaway where her feelings, like, were created into a form of, like, a giant giga beast that, like, destroys the city. But she doesn't know that she controls this beast. Oh. It's a very interesting concept. But, like, really gigantic things, I feel, tend to be monsters. But, you know, like I brought up earlier with Scooby-Doo, you know, they go and they chase these monsters, right? These ghosts and ghouls and stuff. And at the very end, it turns out that's just a person in disguise. What does that mean? Right? Like, if we're looking at, like, a really deep level about it, people are monsters. Yeah. People can be really mean. People do things that are cruel and monstrous, but that doesn't necessarily classify them as a monster based on their looks. It's going to be based on their personality. So there's just different ways that you can potentially see this overall. Yeah, and know? I do like when movies go into that direction where it's like they're showing how humans can be monsters too. Yeah. Because, you know, we have like those classic blockbuster monster movies like Godzilla, Kong, The Predator. Yeah. yeah. But when they go like a little bit more psychological with it or like social with it, I think it can work if it, or it works if like the director really, really hits the mark with it. Correct. Yeah. So the two that automatically come to mind in in that regard are Shrek. Oh, yeah. Which isn't really looked upon as like a monster movie, but he is an ogre who lives in the swamp. He's kind of outcast by society. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's obviously just misunderstood. He's had a life where he hasn't been loved. He hasn't had friends. People automatically think that he's a monster, so people avoid him or they treat him differently because of his monstrous look. Sorry, just fixing my mic. 
Um, but during the movie, you find out that the actual monster is Lord Farquaad, who's just a total jerk. He treats all the fairy tale creatures like criminals. He treats them as if they're sideshows, as if they're just quick money grabs. He doesn't treat them like people. And that's that's one way to look at the side of monsters. I think that's just a very unique way to look at monsters. But then you can also look at Avatar as a monster movie. Yeah. So because they're the movie Avatar, not the last Airbender. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> like the, the one with the blue people, James Cameron's yes. Avatar. Their their consciousness is placed into an alien creature, right? To go and basically infiltrate this alien race to gain their trust, to do all this, to be able to gain their land and do like mass genocide, basically, yeah. you know? And you find out that the actual monster is the lieutenant or the the general of mm-hmm. the army who put this whole scheme together and the main character, you know, decides to like these are not people to be afraid of. These are people we cannot kick out of here. These are people who this is their home, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean that's a really interesting way to see monsters as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just so interesting to see this kind of stuff, you know. But hopping into ghosts, I don't have this on our note list. Oh, gosh. But I, I'm going off script here, <sighs> okay? I'm really curious to see what you think. So last week we talked zombies and vampires, right? Yes. Um, these are like, this is like high thoughts with Taylor. I literally mm-hmm. thought of this today when I was doing my final thoughts on this. Do zombies have ghosts? So, like, they obviously already died. Yeah. Right? So, would there still be a ghost of the person, or is the soul still inside the zombie? Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Here we, um, I'm, it's, I'm just, I'm genuinely thinking of how how that exactly works. Yeah, now my mind is going to go really <laughs> deep into this. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Okay, let me think. If zombies come back alive, Obviously, their spirit is within the. Actually, no, but because I thing. feel like they all do the same thing in Correct. a sense. Like you know, okay, it's not all to instinctual. Be like not to be like stereotypical zombie, but they want to like eat your brains yeah. or something like that. Correct. But I don't think they have ghosts because I mean they die. Yeah. Right? So like they die, their spirit lifts out of them, so they're basically just a reanimated corpse. Yeah. Does that mean there's a ghost of the person watching the corpse walk around? No, I don't think so. So you only get one monster. You're not going to be getting two creatures out of this. So you don't no. get a ghost and a zombie. You just get the zombie. Yes, but that would be a good idea for a movie. So Nobody steal that. Trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so going off of that then, vampires. Oh, boy. Okay, so vampires are technically no, dead nor alive. They're, they're neither, right? But don't you need a soul to be able to see yourself um, in mirrors? Well, that's the thing. Wait, no. Is that a thing? There was... Oh, gosh. It's already... I watched this literally last week. Daybreakers said something about... Oh, no. Never mind. It was about their heartbeat. I didn't know vampires didn't have a heartbeat. I didn't know that was a part of... Vampires don't have a heartbeat? And Daybreakers, they didn't. Then why do they need so much blood? I thought that was to keep their heart pumping. I don't know. Daybreakers <laughs> made it weird. <laughs> Maybe I just was like not. I watched it right when I woke up. I was like, okay, 
I have podcast filming later, but I have things to do in between that. I was like, I'll just watch it right now. So it just, it really makes you think. Because, I mean, there's a lot of ghost movies out there. There's 13 Ghosts. There's Scooby-Doo. There's Ghost Ship. There's Casper. I was about to say that. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of movies that are that have ghosts in it. Ghosts, I feel like nowadays ghosts aren't scary. It's what the ghosts leave behind. Yeah. That's scary. You know what I mean? Like like that movie Poulter, not Poltergeist. What's the one with the video camera? Oh, Paranormal Activity? Paranormal Activity. Yeah. So that's like a ghost movie, right? The actual ghost parts weren't scary. It was eerie, and it was weird, and everyone's like, whoa, why did that happen? <laughs> but really, the biggest jump scare, spoiler alert, was at the very end where they had the camera on the fan, and like you like see the, the demon creature. Yeah. Right? I've never seen the movie. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry for spoiling no, that for you. Fine. <laughs> That's literally one of the biggest jump scares. Other than that, like there's a lot of ghost stories like in The Conjuring. Oh, yes, The, the Conjuring. Clap scene, yeah, The right? Clap scene. That's a big one. The part that makes ghosts scary is that first off you can't see them and they're unpredictable depending on whatever their status is, right? In, yeah. in terms of are they demonic, are they friendly? whatever the situation is. But I think it's just so interesting in, I think it was The Conjuring, when they like pick up the mom and like throw her up against the wall oh, yeah. and like drag her down the stairs when and stuff. she's having like the exorcism. Yeah, that kind of ghost terrifies me. It well, is mine. Okay, I'll just hold it when I do it. You good? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's awkward. It's good to know. Yes, but The Conjuring is that whole, like, finale thing. Finale. The last 10 minutes of that movie freaked me the F yeah. out. That was a lot. Because I, I, me and my friend wanted to go see the third one, and I've never seen any of the the first two, so I watched them back-to-back, and I was like, that's an amazing idea. Back-to-back Conjuring. Yeah, there movie. you go. And then you have to go watch the third one later. In theaters, too. I was nah, like, I'm dude, that's so, too much. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it... Ghosts are scary, but it depends on what context. Yeah. I feel like they're scary. Unlike ghouls and monsters, like I feel like they always have that scare factor to them because of the way they looked. But ghosts are just unpredictable. You don't see them. You don't know how scary they can be until you see them. Um, yeah. I almost said reconcile. <laughs> when you see them retaliate. Have you watched The Black Phone? I know we did The Maze, but I, I didn't watch The Black Phone yet. Okay, well, that's a. I want to say the most like recent movie where ghosts or ghosts and spirits come into play but like not in a negative light oh okay so stacy has the book oh so she's actually she's reading the book now and i told her when she finishes the book we'll watch the movie together yeah Um, because i want to hear what her thought is on that too but yeah i mean that's that's good though that you see them in a non-negative light for a change yeah you know it's it's because ghosts are always meant to be scary but then there's like stuff like Casper, obviously, mm-hmm. where it's not the case. So, or Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> Ghostbusters. Well, I, I mean, the, the Steve Puffed Marshmallow Man was a little terrifying. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I feel like it's like borderline horror, but it's, or not borderline horror, it's, but borderline scary, but it's still fun where it's like yeah. in a way where you're not like too scared. You yeah, know it's, I mean? it's horror comedy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, this, what all this really leads up to is this gorgeous movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. Stacy actually told me about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a J.J. Um, Abrams? No. Um, pause. It's bust. Let's let this fire truck go by. 
The movie is directed by Drew Goddard. Goddard? Goddard? Cabin in the Woods? Yes. Are we? Yeah. Um, he's the one that directed Bad Times at the El Royale, but he also wrote Cloverfield, World War Z, and then The Martian. Oh, did we watch two different movies? I think we did. I watched The Cabin in the Woods, the one with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. That's the one. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the producer, Joss Whedon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joss Whedon. Uh, Not J.J. Abrams. That's really embarrassing. So we're going to go and actually cut that part out. That okay. Part. okay. Sounds good. So I'm going to start again. Yeah. Okay. So all this really adds up to the big scoop. You know, this all kind of comes together with that wonderful movie, Cabin in the Woods. Yes. So freaking good. This was a uh, Joss Whedon directed Produced. Produced. Yes. Joss Whedon produced. This is before we all found out that Joss Whedon was icky because of the Me Too movement. Yeah. So let's, we're not going to get into yeah, that. No, but, thank you. Um, this movie is fantastic. I really admired Joss Whedon back then and all of his work that he did. And this movie was just, I, I, I have no words on how crazy this movie is. Yeah, I watched it for the first time today because I saw it in their notes and I was like, Okay, if we're going to talk about it, I have to watch it. So I'm curious then. So uh, just to kind of give everyone a little synopsis on how this movie works. So it's your classic horror. I like to consider it like a horror comedy, sort of. Yeah, flasher. Yeah, so it's a classic horror movie in terms of these teenagers go to a cabin out in the middle of the woods. Weird things start happening. People start disappearing. And there's really no rhyme or reason. So we think... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So this is an older movie. It's 2011, 2012. 12, yeah. Yeah, when this movie came out. And basically the whole premise of the movie is that once a, once a year? They made it sound like once a year. Yeah, they never really explained the time frame. But Which once a year. my main problem with the movie, yeah, but we'll get into we'll that. We'll get to that. Once a year they have to get all these people to this cabin and they have to cr- commit murder to be able to appease these gods that yeah. are going to destroy the earth if they don't sacrifice a certain amount of people to meet their demands. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people have to meet certain criteria. So there ha- they have to fit certain roles. So there has to be the jock. There has to be the prom queen. There has to be the joker. There has to, like, there has to be a specific group of people yeah. that get sacrificed to save the world. Which sounds really bizarre. Like, looking at the poster, you would never think of that. I know. <laughs> the poster made it seem like the, <laughs> the cabin, like, ship, or, like, like, it's like shape-shifting. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the company or the scientists or whatever that do these sacrifices make a game out of it, where they take bets on what creature they're going to release into the woods to be able to sacrifice or to, to sacrifice these people. And it depends on what room they're in, what item they pick up. It's kind of like an escape room. Honestly, yeah. now that I'm thinking about they it. Should, have they ever done an escape room? I don't think they have. You know what? I was thinking about it because this is, it's Lionsgate, but like, mm-hmm. do you think Universal could have made a maze about this? Oh, I'm sure they did. I know. I Totally to, forgot to research. We have to look it back into their database, yeah. yeah, and get some more information. This we'll let you guys know next one. week. Yeah. yeah, but whatever they decide 
what they choose, what kind of ominous thing they pick up is going to determine what the creature is going to be. And for this particular one, it ends up being like a zombie. Yeah, like that a, they release. No, not colonial. Um, like early 1900s family. Yeah. As the movie progresses, people start dying. It turns out there's like a force field around this cabin. Yeah. So they literally make it into like an arena so these people can't escape. It, but they make it feel like they can. It's very Hunger Games. Very Hunger Games. In the yeah. sense of like the style of the dome. <laughs> but at the very end of the movie, spoiler alert. It's been more than three months. <laughs> yes. One of the characters ends up making their way to the science lab where they're doing all these bets, and it turns out that they have a whole zoo it, yeah. of creatures, but of, like, different kinds of classic horror creatures. Mm-hmm. So they have, like, slime blobs and zombies and vampires and... Clowns. And, <laughs> yeah, killer clowns and alien creatures and literally every kind of horror stereotype that you can possibly think of is inside the zoo. And they keep them all there to release to this cabin as a game. And it's it's so twisted. Yeah. That entire scene when they're released at the end was nuts. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I was like, wait, this isn't all of them, right? Like this is, has to be, there has to be more. And then they cut back to the elevator scene and like 10,000 more pop up. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, there's so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's so freaking good though. That's it's not so even good. the biggest surprise of the movie to me. You know what the biggest surprise was? I was watching it, and I'm like, okay, I didn't do any research because I knew it was like a twisted movie. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I just went into this blind, and all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, Sigourney Weaver pops up, and I'm like, yeah. hello. <laughs> I love, and she's in it for like three minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I loved it. I was like, <laughs> okay, this is amazing. What? But my biggest shocker, I mean, that was a huge twist, right? And automatically, you're thinking like, this is insane. Like, how much crazier could this get? Yeah. The ending. The way the movie ends, it's not your classic ending at all. It's not a feel-good ending mm-hmm. at all. So one person survives out of the party of five. There's five teenagers. Uh, yeah. One of them being Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. He didn't make it, unfortunately. Well, no. Didn't two survive? It oh, was, yeah. It was two. Technically, they... Yeah. 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 <laughs> so two survived. And they're in this, like, sacrificial dome that looks like something from, like, Mesopotamia, where they have, like... They're, like, stone uh, tablets. Yeah. But they're, like, there's, incre- like, engravings in them of, like, different... Of, like, the the people that they mentioned. The athlete, the fool, the scholar, like, them just acting it out. Yeah. Um, and Sigourney Weaver basically comes out and says, to be able to save the world, we need to kill you. Like, you need to die. Mm-hmm. Or the world's going to come to an end. And then she goes away. <laughs> she dies. And they end up not killing the two characters, and the world ends. Like, the movie literally ends with the world ending. Yeah. And that's it. And the credits roll. That's and crazy. that's why I love it. <laughs> that's insane. And that's why I love it. It's not your typical ending. Yeah. At all. And it, it was so cool to experience that. And every time I watch this movie, I'm always surprised it it never stops to shock me every yeah. time i watch it but what was your intake what did you like what did you dislike overall what was your thoughts on the movie yeah when the first when the movie first started i was like okay this is a little corny like i'm not really loving it because they started they start off with the the 
the laboratory thing. And I was like, okay, this is kind of corny. The title card pops up with, like, this jump scare sound effect. And I'm like, okay, I know this is, like, supposed to be, like, satirical and meta. But I was like, okay. And then it got to, like, the main, the core five. And I started to like it a lot more. And then the zombies pop up. I'm like, okay, this is really good. And then the kills are, like, intense. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, And then... The way that Chris Hemsworth dies, yeah. I did not expect. I was like, oh my that god, that was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, I was watching it on my computer. Well, actually, let me, I was watching it illegally. It's not on any streaming services. <laughs> um, I was watching it on my computer, and I'm like, what? Like, what is happening? And I jumped a few times. Like, or, like I felt it. Like my heart was like, stop. I was like, oh my god. And then like the ending, like I said, it's really intense and like crazy. I was like, are you actually gonna do this? Like, are you gonna send all these monsters up here? And they did. Sure enough, yeah, I didn't expect that at all either. And then Sigourney Weaver was just the cherry on top. Oh, for sure. And Out of all people, I wouldn't have expected Sigourney <laughs> Weaver to show up. You know, my main, like the main problem I had with it, which is kind of small, is it felt a little underexplained in some aspects. I think, especially in the God thing at the end, I was like, okay, I think I wanted just a little bit more from that. And I think the laboratory, like. I don't. They didn't give a name, right? It was just the laboratory. No, yeah. yeah. Um. I was like, I felt that was a little mysterious, too mysterious. But other than that, it was really good. I really liked it. What's your rating on it out of five stars? I gave it a four point five out of five. Four point five. Yeah. I gave it a straight up five out of five. Yeah. I mean, I could see that, but I think if the script was a little tighter, it would have been perfect. Hey, would you Would you like to see this in a prequel? movie about like how they captured the monsters how they set up the laboratory what made them go this route how long they've been doing it like are those the questions that you want an answer yeah i i think it would be really interesting to see how this whole thing came apart like how did this this group of people come across these gods like what what was the story to that or what i was think also think is maybe like an anthology series of them getting these monsters or doing the past ones because we see the other ones, like the one in Japan, I think, or Japan, and then there was like three other ones that were like failed. It was like the Ghost Samurai or something, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, I was like, okay, this would have been interesting to see the other ones, especially because the actual killings and stuff of the inside the like arena thing is not a full hour. So I was like, it could have been uh, into like a, a series. So I was like, that's interesting. It could have been like an anthology series or something like that. Yeah. yeah no, I, I can see it as an anthology that'd be really cool the movie itself is just yeah it's great and the performances are really good too oh for sure they're they're not like too over comedic where it's like okay you're trying too hard to be self-aware it it felt really good especially the core five the only one who was really self-aware was the high guy yeah but i i liked it i it made it funny in that regard because he was self-aware but because he was always high nobody took him seriously So he kind of understood what was going on, but he couldn't explain it to anybody. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the comedy in here, it's not like your typical comedy. It's definitely more horror-based, Yeah, and but it's feels, very light horror. Yeah, it feels a little corny sometimes, too. But that's the charm. Yeah, and I know? did like I did laugh at some of the jokes. It was funny. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. And at the very beginning, when they're writing stuff up on the board, um, I don't know if you paused the movie at any of those times to read what was up on the I board. I was tempted to, but I was like, I have things to do. <laughs> they had some really good ones. They had one of them, I think, was like sexy witches or something. Like it, it's it's funny the amount of options that they have that we didn't even see in the zoo. I yeah. thought was just incredible. 
for anyone who wants to watch this movie for Halloween, it's a fantastic movie to watch for Halloween. It's relatively short. Yeah, it's only 95 minutes, mm-hmm. not and including credits. Not including credits. Yeah, so it's it's relatively comfortable when it comes to runtime. But yeah, that's Cabin in the Woods. That's Ghost Ghouls and Monsters. That kind of all squeezes in together. Yeah. But to finish off our Ghost Ghouls and Monsters, we actually had a movie review brought out today by our one and only Nathan. Mr. Yeah. Nathan, what did we watch today? Um, I watched Little Shop of Horrors. Or... The, the classic one. No, no, the movie musical one. The one with Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. This is an old review, technically. It came out in, like, April, and a little joke. I wrote Little Shop of Horrors Horos on the title. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, that's what I wrote on the title. <laughs> and now I'm noticing it, and I don't think I want to change it. I'm just going to leave it Little Shop of Horrors. There you go. It's a little, uh, <laughs> little nod to all of our podcasts. Yes. Okay, if you don't know what the movie is, it is a movie musical, but it's also a horror movie, and it came out in 1986. It follows a floral shop worker in a rundown town who discovers a Venus flytrap that feeds on human blood. When the Venus flytrap becomes a draw for customers, Seymour, the floral shop worker, does whatever it takes to keep the ferocious plant alive. I absolutely love this movie. It's like in my top 15 favorite movies. We actually talked about this on our first episode. Did we? You I brought think up so, Little yeah, Shop of Horrors because we went to go see Alan Menken oh, at yeah, D23, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he talked about this movie. Well, I rewatched it again because I was like, okay, we're doing monsters, and that's like the m- main monster movie where I'm like, okay, I have to talk about this. It's, a, it's not a direct monster either. This is, again, a different interpretation of a monster. Yeah, especially, uh, I mean, there is the monster, the Venus flytrap, but there's also a little bit of commentary in there. Oh, and The Dentist, obviously, played by the hilarious Steve Martin. Beautiful. Yes. And then there's also a Bill Murray cameo, which is crazy. Also, (laughs) it was weird, but it was beautiful. Yeah. I'm actually going to be Seymour for Halloween this year. No way. Yeah. I was like, I love this movie too much not to do it. Do you have a Andre 2? Yeah. I bought a little Funko Pop. Really? So I'm just going to carry that around. Yeah. Perfect. But my main review is like a little summary of everything I've wrote is Little Shop of Horrors is such an exceptional film with the music, acting, and the heart that makes it a perfect musical. The con- the contradicting tones are strong and the story is charming yet menacing. Plus, the puppet work is mind-blowing. Little Shop of Horrors gave me a lot of joy, making it one of my favorite movie musicals. So, that that's a, that's a it up. very full shoe to wear right there. Yeah. To have it as one of your favorite musicals yeah. ever. That and Chicago are pretty up pretty up there yeah Yeah. you know what's really fun about little shop of horrors is that it makes fun of its own genre yeah you don't see monsters and horror and musicals go together Mm -hmm. so it's just really interesting to see how they were able to place all that together especially with the quote-unquote monster being an alien plant from another planet yeah so yeah it's just i think it's okay i shouldn't say it's underrated I do think that more people need to be aware of it because I feel like everybody knows Little Shop of Horrors. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 that musical, right? But I don't think a lot of people have actually seen the movie, which is, like, pretty amazing. I agree. And, again, that one's short, too. I'm pretty sure it's, like, 90-something minutes. Yeah, well, being an 80s film, it's very rare that you see it over, 
like an hour and a half yeah. for a lot of movies. But the cast was stellar in that. Yeah. I'm a huge sucker for Steve Martin. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Him being the sort of kind would you consider him a villain in this movie? An- antagonist? Yeah. I don't think he's the main one because spoiler alert, he dies. <gasps> what? Yeah. I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering it right. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you remember it yeah. right. But I do think he is one of those like secondary villains, you know, where like those movies that have like multiple villains, but like there's also there's always like a bigger one. Well, he's the smaller one. That's fair, you yeah. know. And I, I, this movie's really interesting because it kind of helps you cheer on uh, Seymour. Yeah. Even though some of the stuff he's been doing is really despicable and not in his typical character arc. You still want to be like, yeah, feed that plant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do it, man. I do think that's just because of the musical numbers because it's so energetic. And I do think it's not cinematic. You know, like some movie musicals aren't super cinematic, but it's they're just so like full of energy and just the score is amazing. So it's like you want to see this plant grow so you can get to that excitement level and that just like builds up across the 94 minutes. Yeah. I agree. I agree. The plant is really cool. Yeah. Um, Andre 2. That's what it's called. Uh, Audrey 2? Uh, yeah, Audrey 2. I've been calling him Andre. Andre? <laughs> what? Is that even like a name? That's. The, I'm trying to think of where I heard that from. Andre. I honestly can't remember where I heard that. But Audrey 2. Audrey yeah. 2 is the plant's name. If um, you would like to watch Little Shop of Horrors, it is now on HBO Max. Ooh. Little plug. I strongly recommend it. Yes. Very good. Me too. What did you rate that? A perfect five out of five. Ooh, there we go. Yeah. There we go. From Mr. Musicals himself over yeah. here. Actually, yeah. Actually, don't call me that because I don't know a lot of musicals. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you liked it and remember it as yeah. fondly as you've always have. Right? It's yeah. just, it's a fun one. Um, we're going to be diving a little bit more into that movie, possibly in a separate episode as well. Were I actually just created a new episode for further down where we're going to be talking specifically about 80s movies. Yes. So that's going to be a lot of fun to travel down. Actually, since we're on this, 80s movies, the last two episodes, there have been a lot of pokes and jabs at me about not watching The Goonies. Did you watch The Goonies? You will not believe what I did this last week. Did you watch The Goonies? We were cleaning the house. There was a DVD uh, unopened. Uh, of the Goonies in my house. <laughs> so guess what I did? You watched it. I kept it in its case, and I still haven't watched oh it. Oh, my God. I'm... Okay, guys. Thank you for watching this week's episode, our last episode ever. <laughs> but I have access to it, so your mom doesn't have to share it anymore. I okay. have it. It's just a matter of it, me actually sitting down and watching it. It's a now. step in the right direction. We're getting there. Yes. We're getting there, for sure. So typically at this point, I did have a game that I wanted to play but I think we might save it for a future episode. Yeah. So this game is going to be a lot of fun. I'll kind of explain everybody what it is. And maybe if you guys want to choose what genre would be best for this. Um, and we'll make sure that we have a guest star too. So we can be a team of three. Yeah. We'll be playing this game. But this game I like to call is Movie Miss Matchup. So basically the whole premise of it is we, as in whoever's going to be on the podcast that day, are going to name as many movies as we can within the genre provided, but none of us can have repeating movies. So we're going to basically have two minutes 
to write as many movies as we can down on a piece of paper, be it whatever genre it's going to be, and we're all going to read them off. And then if we have any that are matching, we cross them out. That is not going to be considered a point for us. Whoever has the most amount of movies that didn't match up with anybody else wins the game. Ooh. Sounds pretty cool, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a lot of fun. It's very similar to Scattergories, if anyone's played Scattergories. Yeah. It's the same premise, just with movie titles. Yeah. We'll definitely do that with a third person. I feel like it'd be a lot more exciting mm-hmm. than you and I just reading off a list of movies. <laughs> and considering that you and I don't have a whole lot of movies that we're aware of. Especially Halloween ones. Especially I'm, Halloween ones. Like, I'm yeah. good about all genres, but Halloween is like... There's so many of them that I'm like, okay, I don't don't think I've watched all of these. I originally had them down for two genres. So we were going to do ghosts and monsters. And I was going to be two separate rounds. I was was about to say for ghosts, I'd be like Casper, Casper (laughs) 2, Casper (laughs) 3. Then for monsters, I'd be like Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, Monsters Unleashed. I literally just go down the universal monsters (laughs) Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Invisible Man. Wolfman versus Frankenstein, yeah. right? All the, uh, yeah. So, I mean, this is not just our strongest suit, unfortunately. Even though it's per the season, I'm really sorry about that, guys. But we'll definitely play again some other time. In fact, if you guys are listening to this and you guys have ideas on what you want the genre to be, we could potentially play this next week or even next yeah, month. Yeah, I'll put like a little question thing on Instagram. Yeah, we'll do like a poll. Yeah. And we'll place on a couple genres for you guys to vote for. You guys can even add on genres if you want to. I think there's an option for that on Instagram. Yeah, you can yeah. definitely D- or DM us too. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can go ahead and DM us at Instagram or Twitter, obviously. People who are listening here have our phone numbers. <laughs> I'm oh, not yeah. going to give it out to the airwaves. <laughs> I don't want to be spammed. Or the um, email, right? Or Yeah, we have our email too. We've been doing three episodes now. Yeah. And we haven't given out our email yet for people who have questions, concerns, requests, whatever it may be. I mean, I don't know if people will email, but. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to email, you can, yes. though. You know, for all of you folks who don't do the Instagram or the, the Twitter, right? Our email here is going to be planetpickpod at gmail.com. Yes. And to spell that out, because there's kind of multiple spellings for that, it's P L A N E T P I C. No K P O D at gmail.com. Correct. So reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. We want to see what everyone's favorite segments have been so far, what everybody want more of, what you guys want less of. If you want Taylor to shut up more, like go ahead and place it in an email, have Nathan talk more, you know, whatever you guys want to do. You know, we're we're here to make sure that you guys are getting the best listening experience possible. But that's it. Yeah. We did it. Is there anything else you want to add? Just go watch Little Shop of Horrors and Cabin yes. in the Woods. You know what? There's actually one more thing I want to drop Uh-oh. since we're here. It's been two weeks. We haven't talked about it yet. Have you seen the trailer for Smile? Okay. I have a little, like, I don't know. This movie is freaking me out. Did you watch it? I watched the trailer when it came out, or I watched it in front of Top Gun Maverick because it's Paramount. Both of them are Paramount, yeah, so they correct. released it with it. And I was, like, not vibing with it. I was like, this is scary. Like, I don't, I don't know. Just the smile things have been like, ooh. And then it came out, and it's this huge movie now. Everybody's going to see it. It's making, like, a shit ton of money at the box office. Yeah. Well, Well, I shouldn't say that much, but it's making more than uh, other horror movies have. Oh, for sure. Well, the marketing behind it was brilliant. Yeah. That Um, was so creative. So they, 
out here in California. It's been all over California news. I'm not sure if it's like national news, but I know it's a big thing here in California specifically. Yeah, I've seen it like on TikTok and all that stuff. Um, so. Oh, that's true. That's true. So basically, they have the main actors who are in the movie go to like ball games and football games and like out in public areas. Yeah, I think they did it on Good Morning America or something like that. Yeah. And behind like in and that like, window area. Yeah, basically behind the camera or behind like the pitcher's mound or wherever they're located. They have the actor sitting there smiling ominously into the camera, and they're wearing T-shirts that say smile. And you can't miss it. It's like highlighter colors, like yeah. bright neon green and blue and like, orange. And it's unbelievably uncomfortable to watch, yeah. and the internet was going crazy with it. They're it's, like, what on earth did I just see? Yeah, it's such creative marketing. And yeah. I, I really hope more studios try and experiment with that marketing. I agree. Paramount has been ha- has had such an amazing year like um i don't think people talk about it that much but they had the lost city which made over a hundred million dollars worldwide for a rom-com that original and it was pretty funny yeah i loved it um and then they had obviously top gun maverick the highest grossing movie of the year over a tom cruise highest grossing movie of all time Mm -hmm. and then they have smile which is doing fairly good and you know they're gonna succeed so Jumping back into Smile real quick. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. So, uh, I mean, Paramount's a great company. Obviously, yeah. they make great movies. They actually made some of my favorite movies, which is the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. They are very oh, that good. That came out this year, too. Yeah, <laughs> Sonic 2. It was very good. I remember we, you and I went to go see Nope yes. in theaters, and they advertised Smile for that movie. And I was unbelievably uncomfortable watching it. I actually shielded my eyes because of how uncomfortable I was. Yeah. Like, my heart rate spiked watching that trait just the trailer mm-hmm. and people are saying it's one of the scariest movies in the last decade yeah now it's not your traditional scare though everyone is saying that it's scary in terms of you feel genuinely uncomfortable the entire movie yeah very similar to like how a24 makes their movies like with hereditary and with midsummer yeah. where it's there are some scary parts but it's more like this is just really uncomfortable and unnerving to watch yeah i i that's the main reason i don't want to see it in theaters like i'm i like horror movies but there's a point where i like draw the line where i'm like i don't want to watch this so i i get to certain points in in scary movies specifically where i feel like my heart's gonna pop and i'm gonna throw up yeah and that's the vibe that I got off of Smile. Like, Me just thinking too. about it right I now, I'm getting nervous. Yeah, I'm um, scared. I, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm not going to see it in theaters. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I don't have. I don't have the the heart to be able to take this kind of. Movie. Yeah, it'll be on Paramount Plus in like thirty ish days. So Give I'm or like, take. I'll just wait until then because my friends want to go see it, and I'm like, I don't know, especially because it feels. I'm pretty sure like the whole thing is like suicide. And yeah, they a lot show of, it, like, explicitly. They said a lot of it is based on, like, childhood traumas. Yeah. Which is an interesting concept because a lot of psychologists, you know, are in there to make you feel better. And nowadays they're like, you know, it's okay to cry through it. It's okay to talk about it. But there are people who were required to bottle it up back in the day. And they're like, let's not talk about our feelings. And that's just, this is kind of what it's going for. Yeah. Is saying, like, you know, you just need to smile through it. And, and then people crack. You know, that's yeah. that's kind of the social commentary behind this film. And it looks super good. 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm just, just super nervous. I can't watch it in a theater. Like there, I I'm really open to watching anything in a theater, but this movie really is making me too uncomfortable. Where I'm like, I can watch it on my tiny computer screen. Yeah, right. <laughs> give me give me a tablet or something, and I'll yeah. watch it off of that. You know, <laughs> and in the morning daylight, maybe with the light on as well. <laughs> yeah, with. Uh, preferably the most amount of food to keep me distracted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't. Maybe I with can't. somebody else in the room with me. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they start smiling, then they have to go. No, but that's the thing. Now we can just toy with you after you watch the movie. No, I can please. smile at you awkwardly. No. Uh, being that, that's one of the biggest grossing movies at this time. I'm yeah. just surprised we never talked about it. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it was not, I thought it was going to be terrible, but it's getting good reviews. Fantastic. Or at least, like, yeah, decent reviews, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll definitely have to check it out soon. For sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, hopefully soon. On yeah. Paramount Plus with the three people that have Paramount <laughs> Plus. <laughs> Me and um, two other people. Yet yeah, you and Derek. And then one then more. Michael said that Derek has it, okay. which is his brother. Yeah. And then one other person. I have the free version because I wanted to watch Sonic the Hedgehog 2 when it came out. Oh, so you're the third person. So I guess so. So you're welcome, Paramount. <laughs> We're keeping you alive. You're welcome. But that's it. We yeah. made it. Episode three. Yeah. It's fairly shorter, I think. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of distractions this time. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of editing that I'm going to have to do on my end. And I think um, the unedited will be edited as well. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a little confusing. So with everything interlapping with each other. Um, but thank you guys so much again for tuning yeah. in to episode three of Escape from Planet Picture Show. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the echo was still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next week is Serial Killers? Serial Killers. Yeah. Just add blood. Fictional, though. We are not delving into the real stuff. No, no, no. I know Jeffrey Dahmer's, like, big right now with the whole Dahmer series yeah. on Netflix. We're not going to be talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. No. no More no, no. Michael Myers, Freddy um, Krueger, Ghostface. Uh, Ghostface. Yeah. Yeah. All those good ones. Um, I guess Dracula, he's kind of a killer. Yeah, I feel like a lot of those older movies are technically... Yeah, I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Sort of, they're like the OG serial killers, yeah. right? You know? um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about those next week. So that's going to be really fun. Yeah. Um, but as always, you guys can go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at PlanetPickPod. Both uh, for the, or the same username for both platforms. Correct. And it's P-I-C, no K. Yep. Just want to make sure it's very clear. <laughs> same with our email. It's the same thing. Um, I also, I just want to go ahead and do one last plug for Mr. Nathan's review blog. Postcreditreviews.com. And that's also where you can read about Seymour and Audrey 2 and yeah. their adventures through... Skid Row. Yes. Mm-hmm. Scary place. Scary place. Skid Row. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, just like I always like to end my episodes, I do have a inspirational quote waiting for us by the master of monsters himself, Mr. Guillermo del Toro. Woohoo! Um, this kind of goes along with what we talked about, honestly. It's sort of kind of, you know, when it comes to monsters and treating them like people and, you know, all that good stuff. Quote, awareness of insanity does not make one any less insane. Awareness of drowning does not make one any less of a drowning person and only adds to the burden of panic. 
<laughs> that was kind of intense. That, right? Isn't that crazy? So, but it, it makes sense. You know what I mean? But anyway, yeah. those words of wisdom, we just wanted to wish you all a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you again so much for tuning in today. Yeah. And we will be seeing you again next week. Woohoo. Toodle-doo, everybody. Bye.